0: You're listening to But But First, first,
1: a Big Brother podcast hosted by superfans, Nick, Press, and Jill.
0: So, shall we begin? Christmas bells were ringing this week.
1: (laughs) Or the Grinch, how about that? (laughs) (laughs) Where
0: did, like, I I just don't understand her, like, power trip. Uh, Every time, like, she said anything, she'd be like, well, it's my decision, I'm the HOH.
1: Her whole I mean like probably we'll talk about it this entire pod, but her whole reign as HOH is like confounding to me. She is just a wild character.
0: Did you know that she apparently had one-on-ones? Like she hosted one-on-ones with every single person to discuss like who should go up? What? Yeah. I,
2: I didn't know that, but the thing is, and I I agree it was a reign of terror and it was stupid, and I ultimately don't think Like, that was the best decision. Like, Bailey was not the best person to go home. However, I don't think it was bad for Christmas's game. Like, it's a weird thing where I don't think Bailey was coming after Christmas, so I don't think that was a great person for her to get out. Mm -hmm. But I also don't, like, I don't think she had that many options when you're looking at, like, how she's been playing this season, so... I think I
0: she, know. you know I think if if I'm Christmas and I'm aligned with the committee, um I would at least say perhaps Ian um since he he
2: did. he's close with Ian who is Christmas she saved him week two,
0: yeah, she saved him, but also like he's working with Nicole, like it's just she's not in an alliance with him, David. Maybe even over Bailey, um, yeah. and or you know, looking within uh, Memphis. But mm-hmm. like all these people that I'm also naming haven't won anything. Like Memphis mm-hmm. yeah, he won like an Hoh and a veto, but like he's hasn't really been involved in the rest of the season. David hasn't won anything except for that power. So it's okay. Who am I not super aligned with that could be a potential threat? I think Bailey is a, like. A better person to get out than Devon, Kevin, David—like these people who aren't going, who aren't really going to win something substantial. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I think it's more so like I'm just so bored of the committee Uh. winning everything, and it's crazy. And so for me, it's more just like, oh, whatever. Like her reign of terror. Like here's the thing: like if it was anybody, I still would have been unimpressed or like bored unless right. it had been Davon or Bailey or Ian that had won HOH. So that's just kind of like how I'm looking at this week. It just feels like uh, of course.
1: Yeah, I mean 100%. I like I don't fault Christmas for putting up two people who aren't in her alliance who, you know, they're trying to just get them out one by one, right? Like that's the game they're playing. It's just that she made it I think way worse for herself and actually painted a larger target on her yeah. by the week's end. And right. you know
0: I do have to say like one, I never want to hear the word untouchable. Oh god, all right. It, first off, curse Bailey for introducing this term. Like it, like I hate it. it. I think it's never been used in Big Brother before. You should say like your ride or die, your final two, your number one, like who mm-hmm. like who's your person? But like even Julie was like untouchable like like nobody wants to say the word because it's just kind of gross and i'm sorry but like clearly like bailey really 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 like misjudged the situation by trying to give like christmas that information
2: okay great you gave her some information but like you did give her that information you asked her the question and you ended up giving up that information and you phrased it in this weird way like untouchable almost does sound weird more sound like more I don't know intense or more yeah
0: because it's like I'm never going to go after that person and it's like why would you tell like you know Christmas and just be like yeah you know it's not you it's not somebody you're aligned with my untouchable is Devon like it's just it did not even need to be
1: said right like at the end of the day, she did make a mistake by doing that 100%.
2: You know, I think still a really weak excuse. I actually think it was a fine excuse to nominate Bailey and like a weird excuse to nominate Javon. It's like, do you really want Bailey to go home so bad that you put the only person up who would possibly like vote for her? I mean, maybe a couple others would have. But like, even if she had just put up like Bay and David or Bay and, and Kevin, like, I don't see why she had to put up. Bailey and Davon, and she makes it seem so personal. You yeah, know, when she did that,
1: it started right away with her crying over when she nominated mm-hmm. Bailey. Devon. It like, was, like
0: nobody forced you to nominate them. What's really interesting this week is, you know, a couple weeks ago when Kaser was still in the house and he was talking to Bailey, and he was like, you know, it doesn't matter what you do; they're always going to nominate you. And she got really like offended because she felt like she was part of the slick six and knew what was going on. However, she doesn't know about the committee, which is actually the bigger, like the Alliance doing things. And so, you know, Kaser was like, it's going, like they can say we're nominating you because you were friends with Janelle or we're nominating you because you made me a have not. It doesn't matter. Those aren't real answers. He's like, they were already going to nominate you. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you do. You're already on the outs with them. You're just giving them a reason to do it. And so I really think that no matter what, as, as dumb as it was for Bailey to be like, Davon's my untouchable. She was, they were going to be nominated no matter what. Yeah. You see it in the HOH competition when Danny put them up together. She, she said, you know, you guys compete. Right. Everybody kept pushing Davon to have to compete. Like they were the next to go yeah. after Janelle and Kaser.
2: And should we get into what uh, happened with Tyler and yeah?
1: That? Like, I think this was, I was thinking about it before we started recording. There's not much to say about this week, but there's actually a ton to say about this week because this whole thing that went down with Tyler and the fight, like, it was kind of all very crazy.
0: It was, and it was the first like big thing to happen. It was the first fight in the house, yeah and a lot wasn't shown on the episode because it would reveal the way in which production operates
1: so prez will you because this like you kind of broke it to us earlier in the week because you had seen something on the feeds do you want to just like break down sort of what happened
2: um tyler on i don't even remember what day it was now but it was after they played veto and after christmas one tyler was starting to feel guilty as, as I understand it, he was starting to feel guilty that he thought he might be the reason why Bailey was nominated because he had kind of, you know, started talking to them and giving them info about Danny. And so I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think he maybe thought that Danny had somehow like orchestrated it with Christmas, like, Oh, Bailey and Devon are coming after me. And that means they're coming after committee, which means you should put them up. And so he had some sort of like, Residual guilt that I don't, I don't think like it was completely, like we know now that's not the reason they were put up. At least I don't, I still don't think so. Um, but he also like at the same time I think was feeling kind of homesick and crunching the numbers of you know this being the last week before jury and maybe thinking well. I don't really want to be here. You know, they did that whole segment on everyone saying, like, he looks skinny. He looks tired. Yeah, they
0: were really positioning that. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, and I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, what I read online is Angela, his girlfriend, who we know from BB20, she said that he was actually approached to do it. He turned down Big Brother All Stars and she called them back and said, no, he wants to do it. Um, yeah. Well, like that he, jewelry
0: line's not going to sell itself.
2: He, I guess, had really encouraged him to come and told him, like, you can do it. I think he – I don't know. I, I don't know if, if it was an act or – I don't think it was an act. He did, you know, wear the sunglasses when he was, like – Oh, yeah. I of-
0: don't think it was an act. He no. truly The way he was talking, like, he was – like, Tyler is not – that would be really, really conniving, like, Nick Walsh-level yes. acting. <laughs>
2: So, yeah, he talked to Bailey and Davon, and we saw this on the show, but it, he, he I saw it on the feeds. He was saying, like, oh, I'd like you guys to be able to get further. Like, I know you're here for a different reason and a more important reason or or an important reason. I don't know if he said more important, but I don't want to quote him. But he, he was upset, and he said, I'm going to ask Christmas to take one of you down and put me up. Um, and then... You know, they were like, kind of like, uh, okay, okay, if you're gonna do that, go do it now. And I think they really thought they, they were cautiously optimistic. But I think they thought like, oh, this is their lifeline in the game. And um, there's a chance that both of them could stay this week. Uh, and then Tyler talked to Christmas. And yeah, it but she Tyler of,
1: talked to Christmas before or after the feeds were down while he was most likely talking to production.
2: I don't know, obviously I don't know the exact order and I don't know how even how long the feeds were down, but they were they were down. So the presumption
1: online, I take it, is that production sat Tyler down and maybe there was some sort of like, hey, if you do this, you could lose out on all the money you've made so far or something like that, because he would be evicting. Is that yeah, what people are saying?
0: Unlike previous seasons, these, this cast has been brought back for a rumored sum of $40,000 each before sequester before jury oh, so wow. they've been paid to return
2: but here's the thing that's not he's not quitting and it's not even self-evicting by volunteering to go on the, the but block.
0: yes however it's a there is a rule that says a house guest cannot campaign to be voted out
1: um uh, mm. That's, oh, I see. I see. But
2: that's definitely weird because I feel like there have been times when Well,
0: there there have been times. And so that's why people online were were kind of crying foul because they're like, Well, how about when Lil Juan did it, you know, during the one season with Rachel Riley and everything? So it's of course a rule that production does not enforce that much unless
1: <laughs> they want to.
0: Right. So it's that's why um, and then what happened was Davon and Bailey were very convinced that all of this was going to work out. However, neither Tyler nor Christmas told them before the veto, mm-hmm. this is what was going to happen. And that's what started the entire turn of events this week. Yeah. And that is also what people were complaining about online. They are like, you know, the issue is not that Tyler changed his mind. The issue is not that Christmas didn't use the veto. It's the fact that they told they literally told Davon and Bailey you're we're doing this and then waited until the veto. And you can also say like that's a big like if you're a segment producer or like a story producer on a show, like that's good for you because you know you're going to create drama, which is exactly what Davon was so upset about when she was upset because she's like, this is what everybody wants.
1: So, so that, so there's sort of two folds to that. One is I was super interested to see how Wednesday's episode was going to be edited just because I was like, so fascinated by clearly production having an influence on Tyler. And I really do think, I mean, what, I I don't think there was like a better answer, but it did seem confusing because it was based, or not confusing. It was just like, okay, Tyler said he was going to do this. Then he talked to Christmas, then he's not going to do it. And like, that's it. Like, I feel like Wednesday's episode really glossed over like Mm -hmm. a lot of what happened, but I get it. They can't.
0: Well, they can't show it. Also, did you notice what they actually said they because Devon was really trying to drive it home that Bailey wanted to vote out oh, Tyler, right. which was very weird. Um, they made it seem that Tyler, who was trying to give this olive branch, was rejected by Bailey, and therefore was rescinding the offer.
1: Yeah, that was actually a genius, I guess, editing move. But it was, I found, pretty like um, false.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it works if you have if you don't watch the feeds or follow what's going on like it totally works.
1: I know in theory Christmas just didn't want any of this to happen because at a certain point Tyler decided he didn't want any of this to happen. But okay, Christmas kept being like it'll ruin my game if I backdoor Tyler and he goes home. How would it ruin her game if like everyone in the house knew that he wanted to go home?
0: Because it in the long run she's it, this and this I don't I don't disagree with her here in the long run she is taking out her biggest ally, ally her untouchable which leaves her with nobody after so she it's ruining her game in the sense that she doesn't have an ally she's of course part of that alliance but when you rather keep tyler over memphis or nicole f and so it's just, that's what it means. It doesn't mean like, oh, people in the house are going to hate me for doing this. Mm-hmm. It's, she know, she she's taking out an, an actual ally.
2: You know, they have a final two, but on top of that, committee still has the numbers, and I do think she's just probably like, why would I, like, if we're really going to stay committee strong, why would I take like one-sixth of my alliance out? You know?
1: Yeah, I totally get that. It was just, I think because I was upset about the way that it all went down, um, it just annoyed me that um, she kept—I I don't know—kept being like, "This is all gonna be back on beyond me, beyond me." When Tyler was yeah. the one who was like, "No," she was,
2: was scrambling just because. Yeah, 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 of course. Like, well, shit, you know? Because I mean, Davon had a point where it's like, "Hey, we gave you a present. Like, you got a right. present. What hoh doesn't want to be told? Like, hey, it's okay. You can nominate me and." Right. Really volunteer to do your dirty work for you. However, yeah, not when it's your closest ally in the house. It's like you know, if I were in the house with Nick, I'd be like, "You're fucking insane."
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Nick would never self-evict ever. He's stronger N- than that. No way. Yeah. It was. It was the whole Tyler thing this week was very bizarre, and I feel like there was a lot of things not being said on his. And though maybe I missed it in terms of like you know, whatever he was trying to do with Davon and Bailey. And I think that's what made it all the harder for them to be caught blindsided. And that just made like, then the fight erupted. We can sort of get into the fight if we want.
2: I think in the end, the fight was not about that you didn't take Tyler down. I think it was really about Christmas being like having hurt feelings about the way Bailey was acting.
0: Yes. Christmas was mad that Bailey was taking it, quote, personal when she thought bailey could you know separate personal from gameplay however of course you're going to take it personal or personally whatever the proper way of saying that is when somebody nominates you so bailey was just like i need a moment and Chris yeah. was mad that she couldn't have a hug right away because she felt guilty for nominating them like it's and it's so stupid if you're going to be hoh and you're going to do that don't be like can I have a hug? Like you got to go with that veto. I know you can like, this is, you, you
2: don't need to be a cheer captain.
1: Yeah. And it's honestly condescending at a certain point. Like I totally understand what Bailey is saying.
2: You know, two productions credit represent that fight, like really accurately. Yeah. Cause I watched the whole thing and it was kind of fun to watch like on the feeds. Cause then I had to go to YouTube to check out the other angle. Cause I don't like to do that quad cam thing. So right. I'm like watching, um, you know, Dave and Christmas fight. And then I'm watching Bailey and Christmas fight, not realizing, like, oh, while Christmas and Bailey are fighting, Davon's in the backyard. Like, I got to, like, string it all together in my mind. And then, yeah, the show did a really good job, I thought, of representing it. And really, I think, like, you know, Christmas was trying at first to stay calm. But ultimately, like, Christmas had no right to... I mean, everyone has a right to their feelings, but like Christmas really didn't have much of a leg to stand on with her position. And when Bailey was trying to explain, like, she's upset because of something you did. And then Chris was still trying to use that untouchable thing. Oh, my
0: God. She was like, but I did it because of something she did. (laughs) And Devon was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) She threw you under the bus. And she's like. No, she didn't. And also, like, that was personal game information.
2: I hate the personal game information. Like, I was so in Davon's corner, but I was like, stop that. Just stop. Don't s- just say. Like, her feelings are hurt. She thought you guys were closer. But, like, the personal game info, I don't really understand that. And I'm not agreeing with Christmas because I still met with her. But I was like, she has a point. Like, there's no really no such thing. It's like, doesn't. Oh, so, yeah.
1: It's true. It's just that. It's crazy because Devon was like very um clearly saying, "Hey, you know what? This is just how she feels and she feels betrayed because of this shit whatever. It could have ended there. Like I do not know why that conversation had to continue because it Christmas could have been just should have been like yeah. Okay. Like that's the game. Like she could have been pissed, but she could have ended the conversation. Yes. I, it, there's just no. Oh my god! It was so crazy how Christmas wouldn't accept that. Basically, yeah.
2: it's so frustrating. It's because um. all these
0: players are there, and Devon and Bailey. To be friends. And they're like, I can't believe you would nominate me after I told you something. And Christmas is like, I can't believe you would be mad at me for nominating you. It's like, you're not there to make friends. You're there to win $500,000 and to be make some iconic television.
2: Like, I would have been really impressed if Christmas could have just, like, let them have their be upset and then talked to them on, like, Wednesday or something and been like, hey, like, I want to, you know, I want to be okay after this. But she just had to, like... You know i don't i think it was on labor day they got into the big fight and so i wondered because the feeds were down for a few hours for their labor day barbecue and i wondered if they got alcohol and if alcohol like hyped or like spun any of that up
1: it made me really laugh when so christmas you know the fight was sort of over miss yeah when christmas had to sit in the kitchen and kevin was like i think you should go up to the HOH room," so innocently he really meant it so innocently no. and Chopped his head off. Yeah, because he's such a fucking wimp. Okay, that, I can't, uh, oh my god, he
0: was just going to calm the situation no, that is heaven to a T. Oh, you should oh. go hide under your blankie like a 40-year-old oh. man. Um, I do have some little breaking intel to tell you. Um, Christmas told Bailey that her untouchable was Ian. Oh and Bailey didn't believe it, so that's why during the veto... After the video ceremony, she was like, so you want to tell us who your untouchable is? Because oh. if, if Christmas was like, yeah, it's Ian, Ian would have been like, what? <laughs> like he would have woken up in the other room asleep. Let, Let me just say, I absolutely hated this video <laughs> competition. I don't really even understand what they were supposed to do other than maybe run when the sum was 13. Yeah. Um, but it was so confusing. It was so stupid. And then- Again, I love those competitions where you win something and you take and you give, but I Mm -hmm. still wish it was, what would you do in order to earn this? I like Danny's commentary and just like kind of being like, I want the fitness thing. I I thought I did feel very bad for Devon. Like she was clearly cursing and like really sad. And uh, it was like painful to watch them like take things from her and like give her the punishment. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though we can't stand Nicole Franzel, (laughs) it was cute that she took you know, the the costume.
1: That not, was very nice. Yeah. Um,
0: and you know, I had this funny thing. I was like, oh, she's giving her five thousand dollars so that she can be like, now you can come to my wedding. <laughs> oh, and I thought it was interesting too when Nicole was like, Do you want the veto? And Christmas was like, just fucking play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Christmas just goes from zero to a hundred so quickly.
0: But you know what? Did you notice that the name of the veto competition was called Crunching Numbers?
1: No, Was it really?
0: Yeah, it's called Crunching Numbers. They clearly are listening.
2: Oh, my They're God. Really? They really are. But, okay, so if you're listening, we don't really like these comps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then we want to get into Thursday night episode?
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, I think there's, like, an elephant in the room that um, – lots of people online are talking about that we haven't really talked about yet. Is just sort of like what the significance was of Bay and day going up and the sort of like social implications of everything. Um, And I think that like we've explained so far, and I think we can all agree that like Bailey made certain game moves that was, that were just dumb, right? Like Christmas had reasons to put her up and to keep her up there that there's no doubt about that. Um, But I think that it's just a real, real shame that, these two black women were pitted against each other and it just speaks to the rest of the season of like that basically, am I wrong to say that almost everybody that's been nominated has been a woman or a person of color?
0: Mm -hmm. No, it's been women and people of color.
1: And it's just... Listen, uh, you know, the Big Brother producers always say this is a microcosm of people who live in America. I get it, but it's just so hard to watch and it's so disheartening. And I was watching those speeches and first of all, Davon getting up there and using her time to speak on black lives matters and that trans black lives matters. Like that's what you do with a platform. She is so incredible, but just watching these two women up there, I I was like, okay, from a game perspective, I totally get it, but it's just a shame. It's Mm -hmm. just sad that this is where we're at. It's sad that we're losing one of these women. I just wish we could have seen more of them. I wish we could have seen more of Kaser. I wish we could have seen more of Janelle, whatever we, like you just said, Prez, like this season is not going the way we want wanted it just sucks and it's really hard it's really hard to watch and I think that Bailey I've been reading some of her interviews and she's so amazing and even in her exit interview with Julie she was so like composed and amazing she has no hard feelings like they're better Mm -hmm. women than I am and I just it's all real shame and I think that's just shitty basically that's where I I agree
0: I totally agree Jill this season has the most minorities in it like
2: ever,
0: and They're all, they all keep getting nominated and voted out.
1: It's a small group online, but they're very loud, but it's like, Everyone is so bummed and is like, this fucking sucks, but yet it just continues to happen.
0: Yeah, and I will say, like, normally, like, our loyal listeners and you guys know that, like, I'm usually the naysayer of being like, (laughs) season is boring, it's too many of the macho guys, it's too many this, it's too many that. And now, like, everybody is saying the same thing. They're like, enough already with just these, like, steamrolling Mm -hmm. cis white alliances that – and, you know, like – and I have been saying, like, I feel like we're in this because of the years of bad casting. Yeah. And and I do really think that that's true. However, you know, while others were, vote- were voicing that opinion, too, Danielle Reyes of BB Fame said, you know, it's also on people who were cast members who don't speak out.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She knows, I think, that, like, what people at home are going to think about her putting up two black women. Well, guess what? Yeah. It's because you put up two black women. Like, you're crying because you know it's not the best look right now. And you should maybe take that into account. Maybe think about it for two seconds.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, The best is... All the comments be like when Christmas during that fight was just sitting at the counter and looking really <laughs> angry. All the screen caps were like, When you wish you had a car. Because <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Christmas was, actually ran over her ex husband's baby mama's car in her own car. So she was, she rammed her car into <laughs> another car on purpose because her boyfriend was cheating on her with another woman.
2: Yeah. she's super stable. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I mean, I agree with everything you you both are saying, and I, it's, it's a shame. It's like, I don't, it's almost like I wish they were put into, I wish it was almost like a, a BB 11 situation where they were put into teams, like at the beginning that they were almost forced to have to work with different groups of people, maybe so that or BB 14, they did this too, where like, maybe there would be some like unnatural alliances right off the bat that would like allow, but it's like on an all-star small star season where they're coming in and they all know each other already. And then they're reverting to the, to these, like, you know, the way that I guess they probably have acted their whole lives. So it's like, okay, I don't know Kevin, or I don't know David. So I'm going to work with, the people I know, but there's a reason the people you know are the people you know, so it's yeah, just... and plus,
0: also, they walked in the house with pre existing alliances,
2: yeah. Oh, well, we should talk about what, what Julie
1: said they should be.
2: Oh, god,
0: <laughs> oh, yes, awkward. let me just say, <laughs> you are like a modern day Thelma and Louise,
1: <laughs> and they didn't even hear it, but like, for I was. Like this is the worst. Like Thelma and Louise threw themselves
2: off a cliff.
0: Like, well, what? ride until the wheels come off, baby.
2: I guess I, I mean I don't think it's like a terrible metaphor. Oh, I know. It, I think it was just hilarious that there was no reaction, and then <laughs> I was like, "We we can't hear you." <laughs> <laughs> it was just so iconic. Well.
0: Wow. Oh, Jill, Speaking of Julie, oh, what do you yeah. think of her look?
1: I, I think Nick, you have some opinions this week too, but I just, my, my only thing is Julie, this isn't a garden party. I'm just not sure what you're doing with that, what that length of dress, that color, that cut, just like prime time, prime time. That's Mm. all I'm wanting to say.
0: I think Jesus has humbled her (laughs) and You know, so she's good. She's just doing like modest, like I'm an everyday gal, you know, like my husband Leslie, and I've got two crosses that I wear around my neck because that makes me closer to God.
2: I guess. (laughs) Southern accent. (laughs) Welcome to Crunching Numbers,
0: our weekly segment where we take on a mental challenge of our own.
2: Jill and I have been talking about the challenge a lot recently. Um, I just caught up on last season like during this big brother run even because i had it all on my dvr and i was like well let me start watching a, a show that might give me some joy so um in case our listeners aren't aware mtv's the challenge is a reality competition show it used to be very like real world road rules centric thing but since wow, real world is been- baby but since real world doesn't even exist anymore, they're, they've been bringing in what they call fresh meat um, from time to time anyway. And so then within the last few years, I would say they started bringing in more players from other reality shows like Geordie Shore or Ninja Warrior. And then most shockingly for me was when they started bringing in Big Brother players. Um the first time they did this i was like what but i'm kind of used to it now and i consider some of these bb alums to be like better suited for mtv mm-hmm. so since we were talking about that i started wondering and and posing to jill what she thought um do you think any new bb contestants are actually going through the casting process hoping to one day be on the challenge like i know big brother brings people back from time to time even Outside of a small star season, but the challenge shoots at least twice a year. They usually have a way larger cast. And I guess if you're in that pool of contestants, you might have a better chance of coming back and winning some money. So then I wanted to look at the number of BB alums who have been on the challenge and do some number crunching. That's Um, so interesting because when you were talking,
1: I was like, yeah, like, who was the inaugural one? And, like, thinking
2: about the type of person the challenge brings on from Big Brother. I feel like Pauly was one of the first, where I was like, what? And I was like, oh, my God. Um, but I can fact check that, you know, another time. But Nick, or Jill, or yeah. Ann- yeah. Jill, do you guys want to guess how many former BB players have made their way over to MTV's The Challenge? Sure. Okay. I'm going to guess... 9 Jill Okay I
1: am going to guess 7 13 yes. Yeah we 13 um and I can I can name I'm gonna, let me see I can name some of them but I'm probably just like so thinking about this past season so let's see Polly Natalie Casey Josh Devon. Bailey, that's six. Yeah. Oh, well, no. Continue. Yeah, I got nothing.
2: <laughs> well, so there were thir- there have been 13. Um, and so then I started looking at those 13. All of the contestants who have gone to the challenge are from season 17 or later. Mm. Ooh, speaks to Nick's point about casting. Yeah. Yeah. So for the purposes of this segment, I'm going to refer to Big Brother OTT as 17.5 because it occurs in the BB timeline. But um, if you don't count returning players more than once, like a James or a Nicole, seasons 17 through 21 have given us 91 players um, of BB. So if you take say 13 of those have gone to the challenge, that means over 14% of people cast on Big Brother since 2015, have gone on to the challenge. And Um, I
0: know Robin Cass is probably getting a kickback from (laughs) anybody on who they put.
2: The number is even higher if you don't count OTT, but that season did have one player go on to the season of the challenge. Um, She was eliminated early, but she's still dating one of the show's most notable players, um, Johnny Bananas. Ew. Um, If you eliminate season 21, since no one from that show has made it to the challenge yet, and hopefully maybe won't, um, almost 21% of BB players from seasons 17 through 20 have gone to the challenge. Wow. Wow. That is crazy. So knowing that we haven't been thrilled with the cast in recent years, is it any surprise that so many of them make it over to the challenge? Despite the fact that I enjoy the challenge, I don't think (laughs) it's the same game as Big Brother. It's a game with mostly physical challenges. The social game stems from years of people just playing together and hooking up and living together previously. But it's like weird to see so many of our BB players getting funneled over to there. Like it's a, a factory, like, here you go. Here's your next That's capitalism. (laughs) Do you think that contestants who are auditioning for BB are now just secretly hoping to make their way over to the challenge?
0: No, I think it's the other way around. I think they're looking at these contestants of what else can I do with them? And because MTV, CBS, they're all part of Viacom or actually C- uh, CBS Viacom. So there's an incentive. If you can say, "Oh wow, we created this iconic player on Big Brother and now we're bringing them over to MTV's The Challenge." We mm-hmm. hope to get some extra players. We have longevity into this series because that person is part of, you know, Big Brother 23 and now we can put them on MTV's The Challenge. Like it's I think it's more of a corporate synergy rather mm-hmm. than Somebody being like, oh, I want to be on Big Brother so that I can go on the challenge.
2: Definitely heard in, um, I think I remember in Tyler and Casey's season, like some of them saying, like, I can't wait to go on the challenge. I want to go on the challenge so bad. I think, yes. I think there
0: probably is a mentality, especially from those more competitive type people, that, you know, if they perform well enough, they can spin it into something else. Like, look, we've seen them go on Amazing Race. We have... Um, some survivor wasn't the survivor guy's brother on Big Brother, like you know they're they're all spun into different things. I think it's more of a product of corporate synergy rather than the players being like, oh, this is my ticket in.
2: Oh well, really quickly, since you were wondering, Jill, I can just run through all the thirteen. Since you forgot them, yeah, Uh, it's Polly Bailey Swaggy. Oh sorry. Natalie, yeah, Natalie Devon, Josh, Casey, Fessy, right. Jose. Remember Josea. him? Oh right. I think we pronounced Jose though. It was just like Jose. No, yeah,
0: it's Jose.
2: Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> Ugh,
0: I hate him. He's the reason why we stopped this pod.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget Victor. Um he Julie- on- he- sorry. He was yeah, on oh. he was on the challenge vendettas. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I guess he went on. I think he went on, and and Natalie was his vendetta. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. Oh. Um, Liz and Julia, the twins. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah.
1: I forgot about them. Aren't
2: they the Dolan like twins, the- twins or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Nolan. Yeah. Nolan. Oh, Nolan. Yeah. Um, th- Liz. Uh, like got eliminated before the show even started yeah. it was, like the, the intro elimination they're like we're cutting people and she got cut but her sister made it like a few more episodes um and then last but not least was morgan from big brother ott which i know neither of you watched but she's the one who's currently dating uh johnny bananas and yeah. i think we've been together for like a few years so yeah, they're serious I know this is a Big Brother pod, but since there's so much uh, corporate synergy and crossovers, I just thought it would be nice to dip in there and let you know that basically one out of every <laughs> five or six players from Big Brother is now making it to the challenge. So there you
0: Interesting. go.
2: <laughs> I love that, Prez. And I just have to tell our
1: listeners that the challenge is a superior game right now. So watch the challenge.
0: I have not seen the challenge since... I worked at Buna Murray, the company that created the real world, perhaps you've heard of them. Um, and my boss was the uh, executive producer of the challenge. And I would have to like field the calls between like the, the Tanya's of the world <laughs> and him. Aww. And that was truly like the last time I had seen the show. It was the challenge, the island.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. One of
0: the best of just, like, game competitive reality. Like, really, really highly recommend it. You can watch it on CBS All Access through the MTV channel. Do they have the old, old challenges on there? They have. They, they don't have, like, the cool, like, road rules versus real world, like, piggy-type stuff. Oh, piggy! No, I know. Um, I find- I've seen but- them all, I think, but... They, they, they start with like one of those, once they started putting like 2,500 people on, um, I want to say it's probably like, it might be battle of the sexes, but I'm not sure. Okay. Ooh, good. Hot tip.
1: I'll check yeah. it out. All the road rules. Oh my God. Semester. Road three, rules. Uh, Latin
0: America. Uh, one of the best seasons of reality television ever.
1: Wait, who was on that season?
0: So I don't remember exactly, there was a girl named Holly. She was like a soccer player or whatever, or she like ran track and field. Um, And they had this dog named Minuto, which I didn't know at the time, but that was like a band that Ricky Martin was in when he was a kid. So, and remember, so on road rules, they'd be like, and you would be handsomely rewarded. And on the season of Latin America, their handsome reward was the new Volkswagen Bug.
1: Oh my god i remember i'm looking at some of the cast pictures i remember this from so So long that season
0: was great everything but like from seven and beyond uh, and before was really fun but then they put them on semester at sea um i I did not love it but that did give us um veronica who
2: yeah
0: character um and there was also the one who was like doing like black magic trying to like put a spell on veronica during semester at sea um, we should do, we really need to take in a vintage road rules. Um, okay,
2: real, world. Real,
1: real world was like my favorite show growing real, up. Okay. Yeah. So you
0: guys, I was uh, so obsessed with real world that I, every year after every season, I would buy the book and the VHS, like the real world. You never saw real world. Hawaii to me is the crown jewel of, <laughs> Yeah. I was so obsessed with the real world that I would fill out the applications every year before I was 18 to be like, I'm going to be on it. But then when I turned 18, I was like too shy to try out. And so I never actually tried out. But then, of course, I ended up working for them. Yeah. Very very Colin from Real World Hawaii. Yeah, it is.
2: (laughs) Real World Hawaii is good, but I I think there are superior seasons. This is not a a real world podcast. (laughs) Um, i love we were just john and i have been like you know it's quarantine so we're jumping through all our old favorites and trying to find stuff on various streaming things and and youtube ah real world miami is just so amazing i don't know if that's before your time both of you but
1: (laughs) i know i love real world miami i've seen
0: the house and i remember um Dan the the Flora is amazing. And was it Flora that was trying to slide through yeah. the pain? Yes. And then Dan was creepy and <laughs> uh, Sarah. Oh, Sarah. Um, and their job. What was their job that season? They had to make a website or something.
1: The I forget what their job is. But I do have to shout out Dan because now he's like a nurse on the like He was in New York during COVID on the front lines.
0: Oh, good for him.
1: Yeah,
2: he's pretty amazing. Oh, Real World Miami, didn't they have to make a magazine? I'm pretty sure. Miami, they had to create their own business, and they never did it. Like, yes. by the oh. just make a business, do oh, a business. Yes. <laughs> and they were, like, constantly fighting about what was an actual. But what I really love about old vintage Real Worlds is most of the people on the cast felt like so adult and they all had like real jobs and like even like if you go back to the first season in New York like sometimes they're barely even there like the one guy I think was literally just using it as like he would still go back to his apartment in New York like he'd be like ugh, and he'd want to get away from the cameras and he'd go back to his apartment and like some people were like this is just a way for me not to have to pay rent for three months <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it because it was real, and it was. It, I feel like it was starting in the like the season ten, like back to New York, when they started being like, "We need these people to get drunk and fight." Whereas, yeah. like, we always did that before anyway. But it was their choice. I feel like to do it.
0: Yeah, season ten was definitely the turning point. Back to New York. Um,
2: I'd still love that season. I, I mean, that season
0: it. gave us Coral and the Miz, and yeah. really gave us lots of good challenge fodder. But uh, it's very funny because they always felt so much older than us. And they oh, yeah. always felt like aspirational. I was like, <laughs> I want to do that. Like, and what, you know, I would, my dad traveled a lot for business. And so he'd be like, oh, I'm going to New Orleans. And I'd be like, here's the address. Get me a picture of the house. Ah, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he got me New Orleans. He got me Hawaii. Um,
1: that's yeah. I think that um, Seattle and New Orleans are my favorite seasons.
0: My favorite seasons are Hawaii, uh Boston.
1: Boston is Boston. so
0: good. Yeah. Um, I love the simple challenges as well that that we had before they became big things. Yeah. And you know, speak, you know, my love for Hawaii, I actually met Amaya.
2: Ooh. Is she over calling yet? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Well, should we get back to the show that we're potting about yes,
0: but you guys we want to know what's your favorite season of the real world
2: yeah good question let us know do you want this to become a real World podcast? <laughs> all right so i think it's probably time that we dip into spoiler zone
1: spoiler zone <laughs> So we saw the beginning of the HOH competition at the end of Thursday's episode. It was an endurance competition, the classic. Finally. I know, it's true. Um, Classic up against the wall kind of thing. Um, Yeah, who wants to spoil?
0: Well, why don't I let my into witch in do the work? During the episode, ladies, what did I text you?
1: I think you said Danny's going to win.
0: And guess who won? Danny Donato.
1: It was it was very witchy of you.
0: So um, Davon was the first to fall. And Cody was the last to fall. Oh, wow. And the first three people who fell are have-nots. And it's Davon, Ian, and... Oh, it's um, David. Oh. Okay. So um, Danny won, which I must say, out of the... Committee, she's the only one that I have any faith left in actually shaking things up Mm -hmm. because she is her father's daughter and because of how she has historically played, like she will do something. However, yeah, she nominated David and Kevin. <laughs> and I can't wait to watch Kevin cry. Snuggle up, bitch. Get under that blanket.
1: But it seems like what I was looking on Jokers that like Danny really has no intentions of Kevin going home. No, yeah.
0: she actually it and this is again super annoying new school playing. She's like, Kevin, I need you to win the veto. I'm gonna be your biggest champion. I'm gonna make the rah-rah signs for you. And like all this, and I'm just like, oh my. God, I think well, we, we seem to think she might be trying, might have a backdoor plan for Tyler.
2: I, I don't believe it. So I was looking right before we started recording, and two, two things like she talked to Kevin and that whole rah rah thing. Kevin basically told her, and I think he's told other people, like, I won't vote for someone who, who, is the reason for me like not doing well in this game which is so funny to me because I really I hate a bitter jury I really do and I I just think like if someone got you out they play you know they outplayed you probably. Mm-hmm that's the reason that you should give them your vote, perhaps. I mean, unless they otherwise played an awful game. But, like, so he said that to her. So she basically told Nicole, like, if at the end of the week it's still Kevin and David up, like, would you vote David out? And she's like, if you want me to, I will. And she's like, well, yeah, because I don't want – I don't think getting Kevin out is going to be the best for any of us because he's going to be so bitter. But it's like, well, you have to get him out at some point. Not – I mean, or maybe you don't. Maybe he makes it to final two. Uh, You know, Nick would hate that. But um, – And then the other thing I saw um, right before we started recording was just a clip from, I think it was from even before nominations though. And Danny and uh, Tyler just agreeing to not go after each other until final six. Now that's probably nothing. I, I, won't, I don't know until I see the diary room, but like maybe that's truthful and maybe it's BS. Cause they're just talking to each other and you're not going to be like, I'm coming for you, but we'll see. I, I hope she does something to shake it up. And it's like, I don't hate Tyler. I mean, I don't love him, but like, I don't I don't know. Like, I don't know who I want her to go after. I think I I wish she would turn on on. I wish she would put up Christmas in Nicole. I don't but I know it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. And so it's very interesting right now. They're focused on the core four, which I think is Cody, Enzo, Nicole and Danny and
1: Enzo traverse that? Like, he's playing a good game. Enzo,
0: I'm putting it out there. The witch in me is saying Enzo is going to win this game.
1: Yeah, no, he might for sure.
0: I just wish I liked any of these people. <laughs> I know. That's the most frustrating. I'm not rooting for a single person. I
1: like more. Ian. I still like Ian. I
0: forget yeah. he's there all the time. All I did love that. Like, not that he had a medical condition, but the fact that, like, Nobody really wanted to play that veto. And so like he got out of it. And then like after it, he's like, yeah, well, I just, you know, I didn't play the veto and I'm just going to sleep.
1: My question is, David has the disruptor Disruptor power. So what exactly again is that? And will he use it?
2: It allows him to secretly save one of the HOH's nominees. So it can include himself and basically force them to nominate someone else.
1: Oh, wow. So that'll definitely happen.
2: Yeah, if he doesn't use it this time, he is officially like the worst and he needs to go. No, I think there's
1: no way. Like, I think he'll 100%
2: use it. Okay, good. Because I hope he does because then she's going to have to be forced to put someone who she's at least a little bit more aligned. You know what I mean? She'll have to show her cards a little bit.
1: No, Um, I think she'll just put up Ian at that point, don't you think?
0: I think she'll put up either Tyler or Ian.
2: Okay. Well, I hope it's Tyler then, not Ian.
0: Me too. And speaking of powers, Danny has a power that will allow her to play in the next Hoh competition. So that's pretty cool too.
2: I know she was being such a brat when she won it. Like it's a sucky power. I don't win any comps. Like I'm not going to be able to use this. And it's like, all right, now you get to use it. Stop it. But what is Christmas's the blocker power? That's what we discussed last week about Pocahontas, right? Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. Uh... <laughs>
0: So with so many kind of unknowns in the, going on, like we obviously David's going to use his power. We don't know who she will put up. Um, who do you guys think will be going home next week?
2: Hmm. That's
1: a good question. My guess, honestly, I'm going to say Ian.
2: I'm going to say, oh, I'm trying to count the votes. Uh, Kevin.
0: Yep. I my witch my witchometer is pointing towards Kevin.
1: Well, that would make you a very happy witch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because whenever you get down to these like final, and you're like you hate them all. You're just like, okay, well, I guess I'm rooting for Josh to win. <laughs> Paul, like <laughs> you know, I just never i am like you know Christmas this season. I was just like, ugh, I hate all these people that were left mm-hmm. at the end last year oh my god we'll see what happens this
1: week but of course we cannot have one pod where we don't talk about queen janelle of course um it's but first um and so i think we we started to think oh janelle had a very funny instagram story today that everyone well i guess it might be gone by the time they listen but she was f- trying to figure out time zones when she was doing an instagram live tomorrow you know her being in minnesota and all and we got to thinking nick Where do you think Minnesota is?
0: (laughs) Um, Before I answer that, Jill, and that's a really great question. um, (laughs) Praz, you should screen record Janelle's Instagram story and put it on our YouTube channel.
2: Okay, Okay. I will.
0: Um, So Minnesota. First, is Minnesota the state or the city? Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The state.
0: It's the state? Okay. So wait, what's the big city in Minnesota? Minneapolis? Yeah. Yeah. But is also Minnesota the state that has like Kansas City in it as well?
2: No that's Missouri. Okay
0: um, I'm gonna say you what four states I think border Minnesota okay So to her north is South Dakota okay to its east is Kentucky okay to its south is Oklahoma okay. And to its west is uh, Colorado.
1: Okay, I just want everyone at home to know that this is not a bit like truly. Nick putting together any sort of map in a geographical world will shock you. We once flew to Chicago, and I think he was—he thought we were on the east coast of the.
0: (laughs) It's so true. I was like, Jill. When are we landing? This flight is forever. (laughs)
1: Like it's. It's honestly, I can't believe you got through red banks and maybe it was a private uh, institution. It was
0: private. Know. So blame that. But I really thought that Illinois or at least Chicago was like where kind of like Colorado was. And I was okay. like, why aren't we there yet?
1: Minnesota is very north and Canada is north of Minnesota. No. <laughs>
0: it borders Canada.
2: Yes. Yeah. No, why do you think they have those accents?
0: I don't know. Like, I just thought, so wait, <laughs> north of Minnesota is Canada. So no. that means Michigan is to its east no. and no. Wisconsin no. is to its west?
2: No, no. 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 <laughs> Wisconsin and Michigan are both to its east. It, yes. it, it's, it's, it's
1: it.
0: right. Oh my God. Okay, go on. You
1: are right about it bordering south dakota but north and south dakota are are directly to its west oh okay what it's north of i mean you would never get this but the fact that you even mentioned oklahoma in this conversation is truly wild because oklahoma is the southern portion of the united states what (laughs) directly below minnesota a state that you probably like don't even know exists it's called iowa
0: oh my god This
1: is, I
0: wait, Minnesota. Wait, Praz, is this where we said we were going to move? Minnesota is that north?
2: Yes, it's very north. It's very cold. This is why, when you were so sold on it, I was like, I don't know, buddy. It gets to like 30 below in the winter. I've spent a lot of time in Minnesota. I have a lot of family in Minnesota. My cousin's husband went to high school with Janelle. So. It's so hilarious to me that you didn't even know that was the state name. Well, I you I mean, come on. <laughs> I did it when I was a kid with Chicago and Illinois. I thought Chicago was the
0: state. I thought Chicago was in New York because <laughs> of the musical. There would always be <laughs> signs for Chicago.
2: <laughs>
0: and so it really like I was like, oh yeah, Chicago, New York.
1: I can't. I can't deal with any
2: of this. That is
0: still so wild when i was in canada for the first time last year um and i was in toronto um i was like talking to people and i was like have you guys ever been to america and they're like yeah it's literally right across the river i was like it is (laughs) (laughs) do
2: you guys want some minnesota fun facts off the top of my head since i spend so much time there yeah okay so um do you know what minnesota is called like you know how philadelphia is the city of brotherly love You, know, you mean what, like
0: granite state?
2: Yeah, like that type of thing. What's it called? I know the city the twin cities, but I don't know, I guess, the state. My mom told me this fact, and so, you know, fact check my mom if it's not exactly true, but it's called the land of ten thousand lakes because there are so oh, many lakes in Minnesota. I haven't gotten that. But what my mom has told me often is that Minnesota actually has over twenty thousand lakes. Whoa. Wow. The land of 20,000 lakes. Now, I think a lot of those might be like ponds or smaller, like, you know, bodies of water. But it's there's tons of lakes in Minnesota. It's like so it's so nice to be there in the summer. The only bad thing is maybe the mosquitoes. But like and that there's it's always a joke that that's the state bird. But the actual state bird of Minnesota is, do you want to guess?
0: I'm going to say like a falcon.
2: The Minnesota state bird is the loon. Oh, cool. And then my last fun fact, which I don't know if it's an actual fact, but it's something I know from hanging out there. And speaking of birds, do you guys remember the common childhood game that we used to play with ducks? It was called duck, duck. Yes. Yeah, so you want to know what they call that in Minnesota? What? They call it duck, duck, gray duck. What? I am not lying. That is, like, the dumbest thing I've ever I remember heard.
0: when you were telling me about this.
2: Duck, duck, gray duck. So, like, as a child, I'm, like, duck, duck, goose, you know, and I have, like, 26 cousins all from Minnesota. <laughs> and they're, like, duck, 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 gray duck. And I'm, like, okay. Like, I thought that was, like, a joke. Like, trying to, like, psych me out of, like, they started to say guh. And so I didn't get up. And they're, like, get up. They say gray duck. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, it's duck duck goose. And they're like, no, it's not, it's duck duck gray duck. And they're the only state that calls it that, from what I've in my research, what I've found. That is bizarre. So like Janelle probably says duck duck gray duck. But other things about Minnesota, they have lots of dairy queens, like dairy queens really big in Minnesota. Um, you know, I think Target started in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. And um they say pop instead of soda.
1: Yeah, same as Michigan.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Those are our Minnesota fun facts.
1: In honor of you know. All right. Well, we're in for another non-eventful week, in my opinion.
2: The disruptor is definitely going to disrupt Danny's plans of having like, so, you know, at least there's that.
0: Well, you know, I got to say, the Big Brother, whatever, I think this was my favorite pod because we discussed Big Brother, we discussed the real world, and we also discussed the real world, you know, like the states that unite us.
1: <laughs>
2: good point thanks everyone for tuning in hopefully you enjoyed that um we're gonna keep potting we're going strong even though this season is not
0: (laughs) three miles down the road from the big brother house that might be engulfed in flames by the time you hear this (laughs) i'm nick
1: i'm praz i'm jill and let kindness be the rule for everything you say good night
0: night (laughs)